The best rugby insight and analysis. OTB Sports Rugby. Well, the world rankings have never represented anything that actually makes any sense. That's offensive to our entire nation, Stephen. We, we, we live and die by the world rankings here. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. These critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time from, but they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. I'd like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Yeah, three voices that have been in the sports news quite a lot over the last few weeks. Willow Callahan tweeted last night. Liam Kearns, Davy Fitz and Kevin McStay all feature on OTP's Quick Picks jingle. Two of them have got new jobs this evening with McStay amongst the candidates for Mayo with a photograph of Disco Stew giving the pistols to Homer Simpson. We'll come back to those managerial uh, decisions in just a moment. Great tweet, Will. You're very welcome. How are you? Yeah, two or three ain't bad, I guess, is the way the song goes. And if these trends continue, is what this Gusto is saying to Homer Simpson. So I'm not sure uh, if that's a guarantee that Kevin McStay is going to be in charge of Mayo for next season. But yeah, um, the first two voices have both picked up new jobs overnight. Thank you for filling in the blanks on my uh, absent Simpsons knowledge on, on that occasion. <laughs> uh, we do have more pressing matters. We have the leaderboard from this season's Quick Picks. Apparently there's some drama here. Apparently I finished... Uh, well, no, I didn't. I thought, no, they did me dirty there. I, I'm third on the list and I thought I finished third. So here's what's after happening. I finished last, obviously. I'm terrible at this. I know oh. absolutely nothing and I'm pathetic at predictions. Adrian finished second last. I even finished below Adrian Barry. Unbelievable. 63%. Uh, Ashling and Will both finished joint second. And Tommy finished 76%, but he didn't submit picks for weeks one and three. So how is this fair? Null and void. <laughs> Well, I thought there was supposed to be some sort of like drama where we had some conclusive evidence that yes, there was a I winner. It was the, yeah. the first week of the championship where all these teams are thrown together, nobody has got any form. Tommy was just like, I'm going to uh, tactically opt out of this one. And same with the third one. It was tactical. It was tactical. It fully was. I don't take that. I think it's me and Will that won. Well, if you consider that pretty much nobody dropped points or there were very few points that were dropped from pretty much the semi-finals on, all of the points were dropped in the first few weeks of the championship where we had the surprise results, which was the time I think that Tommy Rooney was sitting in New York and didn't take the time to even send an email and send in his quick picks. So I think if we're going to have a rule for next season where we don't have to look at percentages and you know people in the background having to go back through the mats and to work out you know who got a certain amount based on however amount of picks, you have to submit your picks even if you're away. There will be weekends where we're not available. We're not here on a Friday. Yeah. Everyone has to put their picks in for next season. Well, like, I mean, a very good example of this of like uh, exemplary behavior is, say, for example, if you're in New York and you've got a massive life moment such as getting engaged <laughs> and you still find time to send in your picks. I mean, that's that's what people should do. I didn't see Tommy Rooney getting engaged when he was over in uh, in New York. I didn't see him down on one knee. But still, <laughs> the pressure didn't find on time. <laughs> didn't find any time to send in his quick picks. Absolutely disgraceful return. And uh, just in case, yeah, so anybody, do we disqualify him? I, th- I think so. And just in case anybody's wondering, there is a relegation system in this. I will not be in the, the quick picks next year. And uh, good riddance. Won't to be me. in it. I, I will not be in the quick picks ah, next year. Oh. So that's the pure relegation from 
from this table. But congratulations to, to, to Tommy. Yes, exactly. Uh, congratulations to Tommy on on your success. We were really really happy for you, and uh, you get some sort of um, <laughs> you get some sort of uh, uh, reward. Shifty Lad has actually a- just made that point as well. Ash has just got engaged and contributed. Poor from Tommy. So um, <laughs> he's qualified. It's tainted at best. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, wish he was on this call so much. <laughs> I think uh, he's getting engaged this weekend. Yeah, he is. No, definitely. Chalk it down. <laughs> all spoiled Congratulations it. in advance. <laughs> so I'm going to need the quick picks and I'm getting engaged. Uh, Will, are you happy with your results? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, I had an absolutely horrific start. I think the first three or four weeks I did terribly, but I got all four All-Ireland winners correct. So in many ways, okay. who's the real winner when you're able to get the big ones right at the end? Um, so, yeah, I think um, I'm definitely ruling this as a bit like the Committee Shield. Ashton and I have shared this. I'm not uh, accepting Tommy's win. That is my narrative from here. And yeah, that means that three years in a row I've been at the top of the leaderboard. Let's talk about something that's uh, not quite as important. It is the managerial merry-go-round. How happy are you to be an Offaly person, Will? Yeah, it's unusual, isn't it? Like the idea was that Offaly were going to have a Kerry man called O'Shea that would be in charge for next year. And it looks like they're now going to have a Kerry man in charge of the footballers and O'Shea in charge of the hurlers. So uh, maybe not quite the initial plan, but it comes around in the end. I would be incredibly excited by the idea of Eamon O'Shea, Liam Sheedy and Johnny Kelly if that management team was to come to pass. I mean, even approaching this and trying to get them involved for next year shows remarkable ambition from a team who are going to be in Division 2A of the Hurling League and are going to be hurling in the Joe McDonough. You know, Liam Sheedy has been previously linked to the Offaly job between his two stints in charge of Tipperary. I'm not sure how hands-on Sheedy would actually be when you talk about you know, managers who've gone back to be successful. Obviously, he went back for his second stint with Eamon O'Shea involved in the Tipperary management team, which resulted in Oro Island glory for them in 2019. And you would have never expected that they could be potentially managing outside the top flight just four seasons later but if they were to come in and particularly like Eamon O'Shea is a a remarkable hurling brain and was seen as you know a huge part of Tipperary's success and this is a chance for him now to perhaps step out in a full management role if he was to take over as Offaly manager. I really didn't see this coming. I mean, all credit to Pat Nolan who broke this story uh, in the mirror yesterday. So it's his report. And I know that Offaly have been you know, actively searching for a hurling manager with the intention of having them in charge in time for the start of the knockout stages in the Faithful County in a couple of weeks' time um, after they made the decision, after a pretty long summer of kind of going back and forth uh, about Michael Fenley and whether he was going to be in charge for next season. And then you know, eventually pulling the trigger and not giving him a fourth season a couple of weeks ago. Um, the feeling was that maybe they were going back to the drawing board, but it would show remarkable ambition by the county board and by Michael Dygan in particular if they could attract those two Tipperary All-Ireland winners to come in and manage the team for next year. And Johnny Kelly, who was part of the coaching team with Michael Fenley for the last couple of years, and who I really didn't think was going to be involved for 2023, but he would add an element of local knowledge quite aside from his coaching, given that he's managed inside of Offaly, in Tipperary, in Galway, but he has an intimate knowledge of Offaly Hurl and has been part of the setup for the last two years. So if a new management was to come in, he would be the bridge to the new management and uh, a very exciting appointment. But I would probably caution any Offaly supporters who are watching or listening to us this morning um, that we're still in the phase of this being potential rather than reality. Sure, that's, that's a fair point. The ambition, though, is a, an interesting one. Like, What is the ceiling that O'Shea and Sheedy are looking at and thinking that's an attractive job? 
Yeah, I mean, the feeling would be that they'd be going into a team who should be competitive for the John McDonough Championship going into next season. They should have been competitive for the John McDonough this season, given that they had had a year in Division 1, which by the players and by Michael Fenley's own admission was very difficult from a physical point of view, particularly they shipped a tremendous amount of injuries in Division 1, which just goes to show the difference between you know playing in Division 2 and playing in the Christie Ring last year and then going on to play Division 1 hurling and play in the group that they were in, some of the best teams in the country. And then in the John McDonough, they got themselves by hook or by crook after some pretty exciting games and some very questionable defensive performances were still in a position going into the last game against Carlo where they could have qualified for the final now I still think if Offaly had reached the final Antrim were hurling so well at the start of the summer that Antrim would have probably beaten them at Crow Park anyway but the minimum target should have been to get to the Joe McDonough final I think the minimum target for next year if Sheedy and O'Shea were to come in as a management team would be to win Division 2A of the league and to win the Joe McDonough. Again, I think Leash should be the favourites, but that would have to be the target if they were to come in. And look, there's the excitement of a few years away. Some good, awfully underage players that have been coming through. They got to an All-Ireland minor final this year, which they potentially could have won. It's very difficult to look into the crystal ball and see how many of those players are going to go on to become senior inter-county hurlers. But there's huge hope um, with at least half a dozen of them that there's massive potential there if it can be you know, just uh, brought through over the next couple of seasons, particularly with the under 20s. I think a lot of people are hopeful that Leo O'Connor might stay around and be part of the 20s setup as well. And similarly on the football side with Liam Kearns coming in, we saw the job that Liam Kearns did, lads, with Tipperary after their success at Munster and getting to the All-Ireland in 2015, that that under 21 team were brought through under Liam Kearns. They got to an All-Ireland semi-final. They won promotion up to Division 2 of the league. That perhaps Liam Kearns can do a similar job as the Offaly football manager. Again, that's one that was not really intended by the county board at the outset of the summer. I think all of the eggs were in the Tomas O'Shea basket and the second in line who would have been Declan Kelly, the All-Ireland Under-20 winning manager, um, he was unavailable due to work commitments also involved with a few teams this summer too. So it wasn't a possibility for him to come in even when Tomas O'Shea's uh, work situation changed around. So I don't think many of us were expecting Liam Kearns to get the position, but I can understand the logic that Offaly have gone with in appointing him. Uh, just one other thing, Will, before we let you go, Davy Fitz going back to Waterford is going to be the headline-grabbing news of this week. Is this really, really good news for Waterford? I don't know. I mean, it's a very mixed reception from what I saw mm. from Waterford supporters overnight. Like, this was the most attractive job that was available this summer. Like, I would put Waterford ahead of Tipperary, given Waterford's potential coming out of this season, where, look, in the championship, they disappointed, and they did not carry on their early season form. But you can't throw out the fact that Waterford were very impressive in the first few months of the season. The Waterford performance that we saw when they demolished Cork in the league final, all of the talent that is available there, a Waterford team who've been to All-Ireland finals and semi-finals in recent seasons as well who've got a decent age profile this is a team who are now ready to deliver and I, I guess that must be Waterford County Board's thinking of bringing David Fitzgerald in that's like we will bring in the motivator the tactician to maybe give us that extra few percentiles that perhaps we can turn near misses into actual silverware as you pointed out earlier in the programme David Fitzgerald was the manager the last time they won the Munster Championship if you go back over a decade for Waterford actually landing silverware in Munster that's how long the wait has been and with that previous group of players who were very talented at the end of the uh, zero zeros as well, you know, he got them to be a consistent top four or five team within the country during the time that Davy was there. You can't write off the fact that Davy Fitzgerald then goes on to win an All-Ireland Championship with Clare, goes on to get a breakthrough with Wexford in a Leinster Championship in 2019. Like, his record speaks for itself. But then again, you have to take the point that many have made, I think James Gell numerous times in this programme and on the Hurling Pod has made the point that teams generally tend to get a bounce in the first year with Davy Fitzgerald. Uh, the second year then becomes a little bit more difficult. And by the third year, usually that effect is waning somewhat. 
maybe Waterford are thinking we cash in on what we have now and try and get Davy to bring us that extra few levels. I can understand some Waterford supporters' concerns, though, about the style of hurling, which was a little bit more freestyle, particularly under Liam Cal, compared to what Davy Fitzgerald is likely to use when he comes in for next season and over the next three seasons. And also, there's always that feeling of when you go back. Like, it's noteworthy for managers who go back and do well because they tend to be an exception rather than the rule. And you mentioned them earlier with Jack O'Connor and with Liam Sheedy. There's probably plenty of managements that we could talk about that have gone back in where it hasn't worked the second time round. So it's a very interesting appointment. It means that Dublin are still looking for a manager currently as well. Intrigued to see where that goes. Obviously, Eddie Brennan now won't be going to Waterford where he was heavily linked. I wonder if Eddie Brennan could potentially go to Dublin. And a bit like the transfer market in the Premier League, I kind of like the merry-go-round and all the conversations and the potential knock-on effects of who's going to go where. Because if Eamon O'Shea is involved, is interested in going to Offaly, that means that Eamon O'Shea won't be available for teams who are still looking for management teams. So it's going to be intriguing. And I suppose with ratifications coming up now in a few weeks time at uh, quite a few of the county board meetings the shape of next year's championship should be fairly clear in the next few weeks when, when people talked about the early conclusion to an inter-county season they probably didn't factor into the uh, whole idea that there is going to be a full month of chat around managers and it's been a very very exciting couple of weeks as well since the, the championships have finished and up as well on like we had three uh, finals on in club championships last week which to me seems incredibly crazy like I realise that you know counties are going to run their championships as they feel is best for their county and clubs will vote ultimately on the structures within their counties as well but I thought it was remarkable that you had actual club championships finishing up last week and in some ways maybe that's put a little bit of pressure onto some of the teams who are looking to get management's uh, in place because particularly if you're going for an external management the fact that the campaigns have started a little bit earlier this time around means that realistically you have to have a manager in place to look at as much of your local championship as you possibly can For sure uh, Will, Ashton congratulations on your second place finish in this year's Quick Picks Tommy is the winner I finished last and second last of course we should mention is uh, Adrian Barry and there's been plenty of comments coming in about his whereabouts Robert Lynch has been like has Adrian, who's your daddy Barry, been given the booth or what? Greg Caffrey says, you're all great, but where is Adrian? And Richard Redball says, he's been crushed by a wheel of cheese. Which I, well, think I, I assume he went from a direct celebration from the Talton Cup final where Westmead beat Cavan into Mullingar hosting the Fla. And as a result, Adrian Barry has just been, you know, enjoying the, probably the best month or so in Westmead's history. And that's actually where he's been. Yeah, he is sandwiched between a massive wheel of cheese and a footpath in Mullingar <laughs> right now. And we look forward to welcoming him back here to Friday's OTB AM next week. Chat to you then. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time for them, but they're, they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 